Hi, friends. This is the Faith Stuff and Pixie Dust podcast, where we will talk about all things Jesus and, I bet you guessed it, Disney. Together, we'll discover how the whole world of Disney can point us to the creativity, joy, and love of God, and why Disney can be a part of your family's legacy for years and years to come. For our family, God often shows up and reveals new things about Himself to us through the Disney movies we watch on a Friday movie night, trips we take to Disney World together, and just in normal everyday conversations about life. And I know He can do the same for you. No matter where you are at in your faith journey, you've got a friend in me here at Faith Stuff and Pixie Dust. Now for today's episode. Hey friends, and welcome to a very special two-part series of the Faith Stuff and Pixie Dust podcast. I know it's been a while since we've released an episode to you, but I promise this one is well worth the wait. By now, the live-action Little Mermaid is available pretty much everywhere. In fact, it just dropped to Disney Plus this week, so what a perfect time to release our episode about this wonderful and beautiful movie. I've split this episode into two parts because really, There was just so many things to discuss and unpack. My guest, Becca Richardson, is one of my favorite human beings on this planet. She is a fiercely faithful friend of ours, and we just, we love her so much. You'll hear the story of how her and I ended up crying at this movie together when we walked to it in theaters and why it just means so much to us. So here is part one of my conversation with Becca about The Little Mermaid. I'm okay. I don't even. This. (laughs) I got this. I got this. Well, welcome, Becca, to the Faith Stuff and Pixie Dust podcast. Thanks. I'm so excited to be here. You're the first guest we've had. This is the first. This is the first episode we're recording. So, you know, who knows what order it'll appear in? (laughs) Who really knows what what will happen? But Mitchell and I haven't been able to get our stuff together. But that's neither here nor there. So, um. I want you to share what you said to me in our text message when I asked you to come on. You said something really funny about, like, this not being on your 2023 bingo card. Oh, yes. I said um, being on a Disney podcast was not on my 2023 bingo card. I would never have guessed that that's what I would be doing in the year of our Lord, 2023. Um, But, you know, like, not because, like, we've talked about this, right? Like, you are a Disney hype girl, and I love that about you. But, like, I'm not not. I just am also. Right. Yeah, I don't think Disney has the market cornered on like childhood happiness. <laughs> I'm, but I'm working on you. I'm working movie, on it. This movie. But this bringing movie me back. Brought you back. I love to hear that. We'll talk more about that. But they oh, made yes. some. They made the appropriate changes. That yeah. like. Anyway. Yeah, that was actually one of my questions I was going to ask you. I was like, oh, you need to share that because yeah, you said yeah. that walking out of the theater. You said, oh, and I was like. We got her. She's coming back in. She's coming back into the Disney world. Yeah, She's you, coming back you in. kind of did. Um, okay, so before I'm starting every episode, um, it's up to you if you want to wear them. I'm, of course, wearing my Little Mermaid ears with the King Triton. Triton. Um, I got to bring these to show Ariel when we were at Disney. Did you cry? Um, I didn't, like, shed tears. I definitely had, like, tears in my eyes. And I told Mal this. I was, I was like, starstruck. Like, I for, don't even remember what I said. Like, she came over and she was just so real, both to Joelle and to me, that I was just like, oh. <laughs> like I don't even remember what I said to her. I was going to have her sign my ears. And she was like, oh, your ears are so beautiful. You have your own trident. And I'm like, 
yeah, I do. And she said, you got to be careful with that. It's very powerful. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I will be. <laughs> it was so funny. I think Mitchell recorded my, I think he recorded, recorded our whole, like, you know, walking up to her and doing the whole thing. But anyway, um, so you can pick your own ears to wear or you can just pick your favorite. Um, I was planning on having guests pick their ears and share why they picked them. Um, but there are a lot to choose from. But you can wear them. If you want to be in be in festive spirit, you pick for me. Oh, I'll pick for you. Oh, goodness. Pick for okay. Me. Okay. I'm gonna mix um, it up. I'm breaking your rules out of the gate. Breaking my rules out of the gate. You know what? You know what? At this point, there aren't rules, right? <laughs> Are there rules at this point? No, they're not rules at this point. I'm gonna pick these ones. They're oh. brand new. Um, they are the day and night park here. So they have all four parks on them. This oh. side's day because it's like, you know, the gold on black. Yeah. And this side is the black on gold. I love so it. So it's a little, little um, um, play on day night. It's nighttime. So it's it's nighttime, nighttime so it's on nighttime. The bow is reversible. I mean. I actually I'm a, been very impressed by your collection. I'm a details girl. I mean, honestly, like it's gets it's gotten a little excessive. I don't I'd think say. I realized you had this many ears. Well, I mean, I didn't used to. It's just in the last couple of months that like it's it's it's. Am I seeing sixteen pair of ears? <laughs> Did I count correctly? Uh, that's neither here nor there. Let's let's get into it. <laughs> it might be close to that, and we're not going to talk about Joelle's display in her room. She has her own ears. But <clears throat> some of them were, you just embrace it. Some of them were gifts. Like, I didn't buy them all. I think maybe one of them was a gift. <laughs> Let's pause. <laughs> Even if you bought every single pair of these ears, that is okay. That is okay. That's, it's me. okay. That's my thing. It's my thing. Yeah. It's okay to have a thing. That's my thing. There should be no shame in that. My Disney so ears. Just, yeah. So... Isn't oh, that man. Little Mermaid, right? We're not having shame about who we right. are. Right. See, you know what? I just need to channel my inner Ariel. That's right. Like. um, So, yeah. We saw The Little Mermaid together. We did. For the first time. Very spur of the moment. Um, Very spur of the moment, which is just, like, hilariously ridiculous how that all came about. <laughs> how, like, the fact that, like, we went so late. We had, like, contraband beverages. <laughs> In my purse. Like, the whole thing was just really funny. Um, but it was really sweet. I honestly wasn't sure. I was like, I really hope she's into this because I'm really into this. And I look over and like, you're like full on crying. And I'm like, oh. Oh, I think I ugly cried through she's more feel- of that movie. She's than- feeling, she's feeling something. Yeah. She's feeling something. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Also did not anticipate ugly crying through the movie. Well, like in the best way, but like. But did, was not prepared. Was not prepared. I was not prepared. I came home. Mitchell and I just saw it the other night. I made him go. <clears throat> and it really wasn't like it really wasn't a chore for him. I don't think. I think it was fun. He enjoyed it. I think. I hope. Um, but anyway, I know I needed to go because I knew we were going to talk about it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just taking notes the whole time. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going to talk about how this is basically a parenting movie now because like King Triton's whole journey, it's basically a parenting movie. I'm like, you watch it as a kid, and it's like, oh, this is a romance. And I'm like, no, this is like, I mean, it is, but also a problematic romance, the OG version. Yeah. Which I'm just going to say it out loud right now at the start. Which is part of why, like, I love Disney movies, but also just as someone who worked with, like, middle school and high school girls and taught middle school and high school, <laughs> like, there are just some problematic themes <laughs> in Disney princess movies. Yes. Like, the older, the, like older, the, OGs. the OGs, yeah. for sure, that is part of why I was just like, oh, I mean, not just for girls, but for guys, too. Yeah. So anyway. Definitely. Definitely. Um, well, they definitely like redeemed some of that in my mind. Definitely but, did. Um, you talked about at the beginning how you weren't like, you're not like 
super, you're not a super like big Disney person. Like you don't have your own ear wall at home that no, I know I don't. of. No, that I, I don't. know of. You don't? No, I don't. Oh, okay. okay. I don't know many people um, that have an ear wall. <laughs> not fair. a bad way. Fair. I just fair. fair enough. Fair enough. Um, what was your experience with Disney growing up? Like, did you watch Disney movies a lot? Did you go oh, to Disney? Absolutely. Like, what did you think? What do you feel about Disney? Like, in your childhood up until this point, like. Sure. Okay. So growing up, like, obviously we watched Disney movies and like- Did you like them when you were a kid? I did like them. I never found them really scary. I think the scariest one is Sleeping Beauty with the crazy colored flames and it's Maleficent. And, it's like straight up terrifying. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Mitchell, um, Mitchell wasn't didn't watch it as a, as a kid and I was talking to him about it and he's like, what kind of movie is this? That's yeah. awful. Yeah, it's crazy. That's crazy scary. Mm-hmm. Um, like for a small child. So oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, like I definitely um, grew up watching Disney and enjoying it. And um, my grandma would take us when we'd be in Texas to see movies if they were out. Um, so I enjoyed them. And then as I got older and like kind of started seeing themes in them, I was like, oh man, like. Ooh. <laughs> oh, like why don't, why are all these girls so like. Weak. They're like a limp handshake. Like, I don't know I how else that. to like, say like it. Like a limp handshake. Yeah, I like, like that. they're just like, like, come on, find right. your grit. Like, just like, you can't do anything right. for yourself. Like, like, are we thinking here? Like, somebody has to save you. Help me <laughs> understand <laughs> what's happening. Yes. I just, and also, is that all love is? Like, mm. Needing to yeah. be rescued, but there's no like. Is that all life is? Right. It's just mm-hmm. a lot of questions mm-hmm. as I got older and just kind of started thinking about life and things and relationships. Yes. Um, and then I started volunteering with like youth and, um, you know, doing like younger kids at doing stuff with younger kids at church, like teaching different classes. And then I taught middle school and high school. And mm. I just really started paying attention to themes of things and what. What kids absorb and what people absorb based on what they read and why or watch. Yes. And why variety is important and why <laughs> representation is important. Yes. And why Say it again. representation <laughs> matters. Um, I'm not a singer, but I'll sing it for you. <laughs> representation matters. Yes. Um, not just for you to see yourself, but for you to see other people. Yes, other things. Like, and other things. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important, like I'm a boy mom. I think it's really important for my boys to see strong women and to see that they can partner with them and not need to save them or right. be domineering. <laughs> Mitchell saying, you're preaching um, here. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that that's important. Like, yeah. And I think, like, that's why we've had some really weird relational things over generations with, like, parents and family dynamics. Like, I just don't think that that's real life. The norms that that people are or that kids are observing, right? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not saying like, you know, women don't ever want help from men. That is not what I'm saying at all either. I'm just saying like, we're capable of more than what we are was capable, portrayed. We are capable of more than being a damsel in distress. Yes, that yeah has nothing to offer other than a pretty face and a pretty voice. Yes, yes. So. Absolutely. Um, Which brings us to the movie, the movie we the just movie. saw. Right. Like, first of all, I just want to brag on Halle Bailey. She blew me away. 
She did. Like, I, when I saw pictures of her, like, in the casting announcements and stuff, I knew, like, I was like, oh, I have a feeling it's going to be good because she can sing, y'all. Yes. Like, like, she can sing. We talked about that. Like, she actually, like, has a voice and, like, training. I feel like that's what has been missing from other live action version, yes. versions. And actually why I have not seen some of them because I'm just like, I've seen the previews and I'm like, let ain't it, y'all. Yeah. Like. But the casting, I felt like this, like, at least for me. I felt like the casting in this movie, like, I bought into every character. I was like, yes, yes, yes. yes. Especially when I saw their performances, I was like, yes, I buy you as Ariel. You are, like, she blew me away. And even Eric, like, he got some, like, there was some, like, really heavy criticism on him. I liked him as Eric. Oh, I didn't know there was heavy criticism on him. I don't know why. I don't know why. Like, thinking, like, oh, I didn't really buy him. And I'm like, I thought he was great. But I have rose-colored glasses because I think everything about the movie was great. I don't have (laughs) rose-colored glasses about... Disney or the movie. (laughs) Like, I don't. Like, I just thought he was great. And I really liked his backstory and how they brought it in. And I, what I appreciated was that it wasn't like one, the, it was musically so tight and sound. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like, I think like we talked a little bit about beauty and the beast and how like the acting was good, but the singing was lacking. Yeah. And I feel like this one married the music and the, the vocal talent yeah. with the acting talent yeah. beautifully. Yeah, totally. Like, Holly's not just a pretty voice. She was a beautifully deep actress right. within the yes. film also. Yes, Just also crazy when you consider how much of it was, like, green screened. Right, like, right. Like, wild. how much they had to do, like, the behind the scenes of, like, having, like, how they, like, got them to swim. I'm like, she's doing, like, physically challenging things while also, like, keeping her face looking nice. <laughs> like, just all the things she right. had to do. For that role, I was like, like there. I don't know if this is a spoiler or not. We're talking about it. If people are listening, oh then yeah, they know. spoiler. Like we're gonna talk about everything. So if you have not seen the movie, like just wait until after you've seen this to listen. Correct. No, okay, now we can say whatever we want. Okay, so I was watching a video of her recording, um, like what where she's sitting on the sea turtles. Yeah, that was a person crawling on the ground. She was sitting on a person in a green oh. suit. Who was bopping along in the ground? That's or what along my, that's the ground. one of my favorite parts of that song and is when she's like, "Yes." And oh my I gosh! Just that's like hilarious. I I can't get that image out of my head. Like that is so funny compared to like what the actual movie was. It's real movie magic. That's so funny. Um, I guess they filmed somewhere in Italy, which like the backdrop. Okay. Of the movie that makes sense. I'm like, I want to go there. Like. I have a hard time not, like, wanting to go anywhere else besides Disney World. Um, but I'm like, I would go there and see where they filmed. Like, the high cliffs and, like, mm-hmm. the water. I'm like, oh, my gosh. It was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. So when we went to meet Ariel, they had a green – they had a screen, and it was, like, the backdrop of, like, the Italian beach waters and, like, his castle. And it was just – oh, I have stars in my eyes just thinking about it. It was great. So great. Um, so did you notice? I think I leaned over to you when the original Jody Benson had yes. the single hopper and she said, You're gonna need this. Okay. I don't, I don't um who was I talking to? I was talking to someone and they totally missed that. But I'm oh. like, but I'm like, it was the passing of the torch because she handed her the dingle hopper and said, like, you're gonna need this. And Ariel takes the dingle hopper from the original Ariel. I'm like, isn't that so sweet? It was very symbolic. Also, let's pause. 
she has been so kind in fostering handing this role over. Yes. And she doesn't have to be. Right. And I just think, I'm just thankful for that. Everything, everything I've seen has been like, you know, like even on the red carpet for like the premiere, like she was embracing him, like Mm -hmm. very encouraging. Like like everything she said has been very encouraging. She hasn't said anything like they had to redo my- It's my role. It's my movie. You know, whatever. She hasn't been anything like that. She's just been really, really classy about it. I think she's been really classy. Um, so the music has been playing nonstop in our house. Um, love Joelle that. loves the scuttlebutt. Have you showed, have you showed your boys I have music not sh- yet? I haven't. <laughs> no, I have not. The scuttlebutt is so funny. Um, but- Mostly because we're having a, an issue with saying butt so much currently Fair. without there being a song. Fair. So I need to get that, that under would, control that first. Would, yeah, that would actually, that would act, that's actually smart. Yeah. I'm, maybe that's why Joelle's been saying it a lot. Huh. Yeah, well, man. Um, but I just thought like the score was so nostalgic. Like with mm-hmm. the original, um, but one of my favorite songs was Eric's song, his like wild uncharted water song. Oh, the new one, yeah. Yes. So, um, I was telling Mitchell this. I was like, I love how they made his voice sound like they didn't make it sound perfect. You know what I mean? No. Like he's a good singer, but like they let him sound a little like desperate and lovesick and like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like he was a little bit like entranced, and I'm like, I love that they like. Let him, like, just sound like a sailor singing about his love instead of, like, letting it be, like, perfect and, I don't know. I but just don't we really think that's like on it. vocal training also? It reminded, yeah. a lot of it reminded me of theater. Like, live. Yes. yes like, it. live theater. Yes. Like, you were feeling, like, you were, didn't just execute the song singing it. Like, mm-hmm. you added a lot of feeling. Yeah. And sometimes the feeling makes it a little less perfect. Well, and I just, I think the theater nerd in me loved that like yeah. loves that aspect of it yeah so I love when a performance is like full and rich and not just like they killed it acting or like they can sing but like oh their acting is just just not great yeah um but they or like good they sounded great but the music isn't great like I don't know I just feel like this was the whole package and really I don't was. have rose-colored glasses, so if I'm saying it's the whole package, it was really if, good. If she's saying it, y'all, like, it's not just me. The biased, like, love will love anything. No, I don't just talk things up. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, but, like, the song, like, Joelle loves the song, too, because she loves that, like, that little, like, sweet nod to Ariel's. Ah. Um, so she likes that part. But I like the song. It's like, he's like, I was darkness bound. Um, what does he say? I'd almost drown till you came around and you found me. I'm like... That reminds me of my life without the Lord. <laughs> right. Like, I'm like, oh. So maybe that's part of why the song hits so deep is, like, obviously it's so good for the movie and it fits and, like, the way that he did it. But I'm also like, this song, like, the lyrics in this song, I'm like, who is writing these new Disney songs that they are so deep? It's, it's Lin-Manuel Miranda, but. Who is also an incredible lyricist. Right. But also, I think, like, you, when you are walking with Jesus, you see things through a different lens. Like right. you filter things differently. Right, totally. And so like, mm-hmm. I think sometimes we, I think sometimes like, especially in the American church, we want to throw the baby out with the bathwater because like one thing isn't exactly how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Instead of acknowledging like, but there's this beautiful truth in here Yes, exactly. And Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful truth. And like, maybe Mm -hmm. it's not coming from Jesus, but like they're missing the Jesus piece of it. But I have the Jesus piece of it. Right. So So I see that and I can pull it out. So I can see it Mm -hmm. and I can pull the diamond out of the rough 
and yeah. like, you know what I mean? Right. Like polish it up and help show people that. Yeah. Um, I which think is we do exactly that a like, lot with pop culture, but also just with Disney. Like, like, which is exactly why I started the podcast, honestly, because I'm like, I didn't want to just throw out all of Disney because it wasn't Christian or right. it wasn't like, we we don't know. Like, obviously, they don't they don't speak Jesus and whatever. Do any they're not openly Christian. They're not openly anything. Um, which I'm not saying they should be. Um, but to just say like, okay, therefore we're not going to be a part of it. I'm like, Disney is too big of a thing. Like, and we enjoy it too much to just be like, it's separate. Like we have to like, and to me, it's like, it's, it's like, I don't know if that's everybody, but like, it's pretty easy. Like to be like, oh, this song. Yeah. That's like, that's what it feels like to be without the Lord. I'm like, yeah, that might be really cheesy, but it's also true. Like, it's also really true. Right. (laughs) So to say, like, we can have – it doesn't need to be all or nothing. You know, like you, like you said, you don't need to throw it all out and say, oh, it's not Christian. Well, but we also can't just be in our holy huddle. Right. I, I mean, right. we are called to love the world. I just yeah. – and maybe that's on – I grew up when people were burning Disney tapes and secular music and <laughs> – I don't know. I mean, I'm just people, not, are doing, people are doing crazy things these days. They are. But. It never has fully gone away, but I'm just not here for shame associated with things that aren't claiming to be Christian to begin with. Right. I mean, because like, like you said, when you have Jesus, you see him. Right. And I, and I even said in the an intro to the podcast, like Jesus will often use the things we're really passionate about to reveal himself. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily always need to be something like directly from him like he will reveal himself in those like the word and those things those are important but like when you're passionate about something like you think that's an accident right you know or you think that's not given from him like you know Mm -hmm. you think it's not given from him like it could be um it could be like how he's wanting to use you like the fact that we love disney so much like and want to talk about it but are also christians like why 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 wouldn't i think that's from him you know what i mean and why wouldn't you marry the two Right. Why would you try to like compartmentalize compartmentalize or section it off? Yeah. But I think like the same is true with parenting, right? Like Mm -hmm. we parent in the real world minute by minute. Right. With what our kids see and hear. Yeah. And I don't I don't show my kids things that I haven't watched personally. That's just a personal choice we've made. We have young kids. They're not even six yet. Um but like when I'm watching something with them, we talk about it like, oh, was that kind? Like Right. Like, oh, that was not a nice reaction. Like yeah. using you it know, as like a teaching moment. Right. Yeah. Why do you think that person is angry? But like I do the same out in real life at the grocery store. I mean, yeah. I don't separate my faith from any other area. So why right. would you separate it right. totally. from this thing that you love? Totally. Totally. So when I'm listening to the soundtrack, I'm like like hearing all these things. Like that's part of like what makes it so emotional. It's like you listen to the Eric's song about being lost and down and out and then someone finding him. And then the other part that really got me was like, um, was one of the reprises of Part of Your World when she's like down and out, like mm. he, Eric had just been tricked. You know what I'm, remember when she's like laying on the rock? Oh, yeah, And like has left the palace and like thinks it's all over. Yes. And she says, what is the line? She says, risking She's it, thinking it all. She's thinking it because mm-hmm. she can't speak. Um, she lost her voice, which, which again. We, I actually again, loved that we got to hear thoughts yes that was so cool like that added such a depth 
yeah. to her character. She wasn't I feel just like. like I mean, she was she was acting non-verbally very well, but like it added just mm-hmm. having to just like watch. Right. You know, you you pair that with like the animated where it's like the animated was was great at the time, but like you didn't know what she was thinking and it was just really cool how they did that. But she thinks a line and it's like risking it all only to fall back where I started. And she says like, what did I give to live where you are? Basically saying like, I gave up everything. Like Mm -hmm. was it, was like for what I thought I wanted. And I'm just thinking like, hmm, have I ever done that? Like, like, like risked everything only to end up back where I started. Mm. You know what I mean? Or not even everything, just something really important. Yeah. Like, like her voice. Yeah. Like she, but it could also just be a friendship for another friendship. Yeah. I mean, I can think of times I did that in middle school and high school where like mm-hmm. I had a really good friend, but like the draw of this other thing. Yes. What you thought you wanted, like the grass is greener, but right. oh, it's actually not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Um, okay, so shifting gears a little bit, we we alluded to it, but I want to dig into it. The parenting moments and King Triton, yes, was I think obviously because I'm a parent now and I'm watching it from that perspective. But like, I, I we got home from the first time I saw it, and I I'm like Mitchell, this was a parenting movie because woo-hoo, it took me on a ride. Like, they just I don't know, they just really killed me. Like, what? Like, I would love to hear what you thought of, like, overall, the execution of the role of King Triton. Like, was it what you expected him to be? Like, how do you think they handled his role specifically? Okay. So, out of the gate, I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this casting. Yeah. Um, Just, like, full transparency. I was like, yeah. oh, I don't know. Like. You didn't know what you. I didn't know what I was going to think about yeah. it. Um, I just wasn't sure. But I actually really loved the character development of him also and his relationship with Ariel, who in this version is much younger than her sisters. Right. Like. She's a little, she, like he calls her like, you're my little one or something. Right. And they, yeah. they refer to her as like being a teenager, like yeah. being, you know, oh, you remember that age. Yeah. Like um, you're li- like you're little. Yeah. 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 Totally. There was like, an age gap. Almost like talking down a little bit like that. Like, yeah. Oh, you know. She's young and naive. Right. Yeah. Or like how um, parents do it to kids too. Like, you're too young to understand. You're too young to understand. Or like, you think it's a big deal now, but it's not. But like, it's a real, just as somebody who has taught and done a lot of youth, it's a really big deal to kids where they are. Well, that's the reality. You understand that there is so much more, but their reality is so yeah. Like insular to their day to day life, right? That like the things that are a really big deal to them are a really big deal to them, well, and they don't feeling, have enough hindsight. No, right? Their brain isn't fully developed. Good yeah, grief. like they can't look back and compare and be like, oh yeah, in the grand scheme of things, like they just don't have like 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 developmentally nothing, not even their own fault. No, but, like so developmentally, the that are, like it's a big deal because it is a big deal because it is a big deal to them, and that's mm-hmm. okay. It's yeah. okay for things that aren't as big of a deal to you to be a big deal to your kids or to your teens or whoever. Like it's, it's okay. And we don't have to be patronizing about it. Yeah. So to Ariel, the the life on land was like, she was fascinated and it was a big deal. And her sister was like, oh. I think also this speaks to like when you cut something, this is absolutely off limits, this hard and fast line without any discussion about why. Yeah. Because we don't even learn until – 
much later in the movie why they're not supposed to go to the surface and right. why and why it's such a big deal to him. Yes. 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 I loved that they like cuz I don't really think you really did you catch that animated I didn't. For a long time I didn't know like what happened to her mom. Um so I love that they is like it in the animated? I don't think it is. She's just not there. I think I don't even think like I think it's like if you if you were like me and you looked things up about Disney movies in your free time, maybe you would know that. Yeah, but I don't I, think they even like allude to it at all. Her. It's just like she's just not there. Um one of the things that stuck out to me um and this is probably I think this is one of the parts where I like audibly like <laughs> audibly sobbed was when he said to Sebastian he said um, I've done everything in my power to make her happy, but she wants a different life than what I had planned for her. Mm-hmm. And he says, I won't be able to protect her anymore. Yeah. Like, what a word for parents. Like, she wants a different life than what I've planned for her. I'm like, what parent doesn't want their kid to be happy? Right. But ultimately, like, he has this revelation of like, but I think we also parent with this false sense of, like, we can determine where our kids are going right. to end up. We can decide. That we can decide yeah. what their trajectory is. Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe we have an idea, but also at the end of the day, like, I don't know where my boys are going to end up. Right. I Like, I know the things they're passionate about right now, and we can help foster that. But I don't know. But also, if we tell them where to end up and, like, they need to, like, like life throws a curveball at them or they need to right. adapt, they won't know how to do that because they haven't, they haven't been given the freedom to think for themselves or to mm-hmm. hear the hear Holy Spirit's voice and, like, where he's guiding them. And, like, it was just like a, you know, even though she's little, she's three, um, it was a reminder to be like, oh, I need to prioritize teaching her how to hear from him, hear from the Lord mm-hmm. about where her life is supposed to go or what she's supposed to do or where she's supposed to lean in. Like, I need to be encouraging that now and as she grows, like as she gets right. older, obviously. Because obviously she can't decide where she wants to go now because she's little. Like, she doesn't know what's safe and what's not safe. But as she grows, that's just a, like a really good reminder to be like, wow, I can't just tell her or like dictate mm-hmm. where her life goes. I need to teach her how to hear right, and how to listen and how to obey and how to be brave to when he asks you to do something that's scary. And, you know, and so I just really felt frightened in that moment of like, yeah, I won't be able to protect her. Like he, he lost his wife to a human and he was just scared of not being able to protect Ariel anymore. So that like anger and that control, like at the root of it is just fear. But take that even a step further, right? So he lost his wife to a human. And she wanted to be a human. And she wanted to be with the humans. Right. But also that tainted his eyes and his whole perception of an entire group of people right or of an entire different world world yep. or an yep. entire different community if you yeah. will than what his ocean community was right. and so i think like we can have one bad experience and, and label label an entire group of people yes. or an entire group something yes. and yep. we could potentially like had ariel not been headstrong and had she not interacted with Eric and gone to the surface and, you know, <laughs> disobeyed. Um, so we'll just, I mean, yeah, she disobeyed. It is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. It is what it yeah, is. Right. Let's call um, it off. <laughs> it is what it is. Also, like, kids obey. Also, I was a very compliant child, and I definitely lied and disobeyed. So, like, any parents listening, like, your kids aren't perfect. <laughs> all children lie. All children disobey occasionally. Just so we get that out 
Right. Like right. right now. Let's just pray that they don't make any um, deals with a, a sea witch or something. Or the devil. I don't know. Um, <laughs> which, just, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know. But I just, that struck me too. Like mm-hmm. how he he drew this really hard and fast line and wouldn't yeah. even speak about people or what happened or acknowledge that like, you know, one bad apple or one bad experience right. doesn't speak for an the entire other group of yeah, people. Totally. Um, and I think that there is some beauty in Ariel questioning him. Because at right. one point, there's yeah. a really poignant scene where she's like, but do you but do you know them? Yeah, you don't but, even know them. But you don't even know. Yeah. Um, and that was, that spoke to me. I was like, yeah. oh, how often... Yeah. Like, do I parent essentially from a place of fear, or how right. often do we parent from a place of fear? Um, and I think we see it in the church a lot, right? Where people mm-hmm. are like parenting from that place of fear because they're scared of it, or they don't understand, or or they think their kids can't handle it, or mm-hmm. um, and I don't know. I just am. I would rather talk about it and work through it with my kids in right. real time than yeah. um. And come out swinging really hard. Yeah. Because I think sometimes when and we come out- And not giving them a reason. And not giving them a reason. Like and I think sometimes we yeah. don't give reasons because we don't know how to explain it. Yeah. Because we don't have one. Right. Um, in which case, like, let's reevaluate why we're- Figure out why do we feel so strongly about this. Right. Or why is that my hard and fast line? Yeah. Like, does it really need to be a hard and fast line? Right. Or- And if it does, okay. But if it doesn't, like, being okay with mm-hmm. going back to your kids and and- you know, you've taught me a lot about being honest with your kids, mm-hmm. like in a developmentally appropriate way, obviously, but just being honest with your kids, like being real mm-hmm. and like talking about things and not just saying this is what it is because yeah. and leaving it at that. Um, and because you saw what happened, like we saw what happened, like this happened, this is true in the original too, like he just drew that line and like almost like put up a wall mm-hmm. and wasn't even going to discuss it and he lost Ariel in the process. Right. Like what did she go, like now that was her own disobedience and her own choice too, but it's it's like a reminder of like oh like it drives it drives it drives a wedge and it drives distance right. where like your kids your kid or Ariel in this case didn't feel like she could talk to her dad about because he wasn't listening right walls you know? create breaks in relationships period right. right like when you are unwilling to discuss something mm-hmm. or you're not united on something and I think like especially within a family like yes you and your spouse, your partner, your husband, whoever make choices for your family and you make decisions for um, ways that your family functions or doesn't function or draws boundaries. But you have to communicate that to your kids also because Mm -hmm. otherwise you're just asking for them to do something that they don't necessarily, like when they're asking why, it's not necessarily out of obedience. Like sometimes they really just Want, they want to understand. They just want to understand yeah. why. why. And sure, sometimes you can't give them an explanation. But, like, I'd rather keep the doors open and the communication flowing. I don't know. Also, I have had opinions change. Right. Like, change your mind. because like, And I've been convicted about things that I have thought <laughs> or lines that I have drawn in the sand and God is like, Hey, <laughs> that's actually coming from a trauma response. Let's deal with that's it. That's a trauma response, or like yeah. that feels really judgmental, right? And like I, 
let's like changing your mind. Right. And then I've had to like Jesus and therapy unpack why I feel judgmental about something or why I feel a certain way about something or like why I've created this boundary that I Mm -hmm. think is actually protection, but is actually like hindering and Mm -hmm. stifling. Yeah. I felt that a lot. Like, um, so I related to King Triton too, like in that when he lost his wife, like losing my dad, like I was like, it like, it's so surprising to me, like how grief just is like, it's not linear. And like, you'll like Mm. go to random things, like the little mermaid, like the freaking little mermaid movie. And I'm like, and stuff touches it all the time. It happens all the time. But anyway, like when he just wants to control so hard just to protect, mm-hmm. I remember feeling that. I like after my dad died, I remember feeling that all the time. Like, I just wish we could live in a bubble. I just want to keep everybody safe. Yeah. And my whole like job, that's why like I had to get into like really, really intense there because I literally ran myself into the ground trying mm-hmm. to control everything and keep everybody safe and do this and do that and do this and do that. And I thought I was through it. And then I had Joelle, and it was a whole nother level, too, because it's like, now I have a baby, and I protect her. And so that thing came up, and the Lord really had to deal with me on this and be like, you know what, babe? You need to understand, like, who's really, like, in control here? Like, Mm -hmm. you could do all the right things, and life still happens. Right. You know? And, like, then what are you going to do? Just try harder? Right. Like, you, you have a limit, you know? And also, like, this isn't the point. Like, the, like he, you know, so kindly says, like, this isn't what I have for you. Like, you mm-hmm. need to just, like, real, let let her go. Like, let go. Mm-hmm. Um, let go of that need to, like, try and control because, honestly, you can't anyway. But I, I was like, oh, I'm Triton, I feel you because you want to keep everyone safe because of what happened. Because of what happened. But that's trauma, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's trauma. That's what it well, is. Well, and also protection is just the illusion of control. Right. Yes. Like, Yes. It, it's yes. the illusion of controlling a situation. Yeah. And it's, well, I mean, especially like in the season two that we had, Joelle was right before, like she was born right mm-hmm. before COVID. So then I'm like, really, Lord, you're letting me have my first baby in the middle of a pandemic? And he's like, exactly. Exactly. Like, I remember him being like, this is no accident. Like, I'm not surprised right. that your baby, that you had your baby right before this. Like, of course, like we need to deal with this because yeah. like- you thinking that you just like, you know, we obviously like want to do our best and steward the best we can, but like you you can't scrub your groceries for 45 minutes every time you get them for the, for the sake of like she's going to get some sort of germ. I'm like, of course she is. Yeah. You know, it was just this like really like tangible, um, tangible lesson. It was really hard. Yeah. And the Little Mermaid touched it again. I mean, and I'm like, yes, it's just a constant. That, that's like, you know, Lord, Lord, Lord willing, that won't be a trigger all the time. But it's just a constant thing that, like, I'm reminded, like, oh, yep, gotta give mm-hmm. that over. Oh, yep, gotta give that over. Oh, yep, gotta give that mm-hmm. over. It's just, it's just, that's just my thing. That's just my thing. Like, that I'm like that. It's a, it's, it's my area of surrender, daily surrender. <laughs> it's like, of like, okay, you can't control everything. Um, you know, you want to do your best to protect your kids, but right. like, yes. A part of that is our job. Sure. But you can't protect them from everything. Mm, yeah. And should we? Yeah. You learn a lot. Like, there are certain things we should protect them from. Obvious, like, obvious dangers, but, like, ev- ev- everything? Yeah. Like, ev- like, everything? There's, like, a line in, um, this is totally off topic. Not really. It's what we're talking about, but it's a different movie. Um, it's in Finding Nemo. <laughs> 
just another Disney movie. Shout out. Um, but Nemo says, or Marlon, Nemo's dad, says, oh, like he's just feeling so downcast because he thinks Nemo's dead. And he goes, I promised I'd never let anything happen to him. And Dory goes, huh, that's a funny thing to promise. And he goes, what do you mean? And he says, because if nothing ever happened to him, nothing, like she said, if you, like, if you don't let anything happen to him, nothing good would ever happen to him. Basically being like, if nothing happens to our kids, yeah. they miss, like, nothing good will happen to them. Yeah. Or they won't learn how to recover from bad things happening to them. So, anyway. Ooh. I digress. Hard facts. <laughs> well, okay, so I will take Triton in a different direction. Yeah. So I grew up with a dad who was really controlling and, like, just wanted us to be mm-hmm. home to be home, but not because we were going to do anything. He just thought we needed to just be at just, our house. He just wanted it that way? He just wanted it that way because that's how it had always been. And yeah. kids are supposed to be at home. And um, it it was just hard. Mm-hmm. Like, it's hard to grow up in a home where there are so many expectations and you don't feel like you can ever hit them all. So, like, kind of why. Try. try. Now I am an overachieving type A person. Um, so like I'm gonna do my best, but also like it's hard, you know. Because you never can re- you never can make the mark. You can never hit the mark. And mm-hmm. like also, like, mm, I love my dad, but our relationship is not as strong as it could be. Right. Because there's not full um there's not full disclosure or there's right. not full transparency. Yeah. And um it like I I think that's part of why I liked the Little Mermaid growing up. Like I could relate to Ariel, like mm. like just wanting to have fun. Like I just want to go see what's up there. Or like I have my little cave of all these trinkets that I love. This con- these contraband human these things I'm not supposed to have. Contraband human things that I'm not supposed to have, but yes. that are so encouraging and like comforting yes. to me. Mm-hmm. Um but I have a parent who won't see me for me or, like, yeah. the things that I love or, like, the doesn't things. Doesn't know you, really. Doesn't know me or, like, I'm having I'm having to present one way when I show up or I'm mm. late. And then all they're seeing is I'm late but not knowing why I'm late or I don't mm. know. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it totally does. Like, they um, see – like they see what's on the surface, but they don't know the like the depths of you. Like you right. know, or like Becca's late. Why? Maybe I should ask why. Is everything okay? Mm-hmm. How, you know, whatever. I don't know. That's just yeah. an example of it. No, that but makes yeah. So a like, lot of sense. I, for me, I feel like the the new this Little Mermaid was really. Um, it was just such a good reminder of me that like. We have to honor our kids for who mm. they are. Um, not for who we want them to not be. Not for who we want them Ooh. to be or, like, who we think they should be. Right. Or who we th- who our parents think they should be or who their friends or society, like— Or the church. Or the church. <laughs> like, God has made them who they are. Yeah. And, like, yes, nurture and, yes, what we expose them to 100% matters. But, like— Kids also just have natural bends, and right. that's okay. Yeah. And I, if we were all the same, how boring would that be? Right. Like, how, yeah. like, just how boring would that be? Well, God's so creative, you know? Right. Like, you see that with, like, you know, people were saying that with, like, 
you know, how to talk about talk to talk to kids about race and you can talk you can you can use that to talk to kids about anything. Like God made everybody different in so many ways. Yeah, mm-hmm, we look mm-hmm. different, we think different, we act different, we dress different, we like different things. Like yeah. we're so we're so different. Like you find people who have common in interests and things, but like we're so different on so many levels. Mm-hmm. And like life is about like being curious about other people and like wanting to know them and wanting to get to know them, not judging them, you know? Right. And if we're all created in God's image, then these things that are our natural like passions and desires that God has given us are all good. They're good things from the Lord. Yeah. Now, granted, can we take them and use them for bad? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. for his honor or not? Sure, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I, I just think to shut things down or just, I don't know. Yeah. I just, it was very. Um, What's the line? What's it the- was so just like, um, it was felt like a warm hug at the end. Like yeah. when he, um, when he made a change, and I think because as a parent, I know how hard it is to make a change that you are like. That hurts you. That hurts you. And yeah. like in a release that, that you're not ready for. Like I'm about to send the kids to kindergarten in person at their I public school. I thought about school. you so much. And I thought about you so much in that part. I'm I like, know. I'm like, she's feeling all the things right, right. now. Right. And it is a releasing of them to school with yeah. other people. And that's hard. And my, Because you don't know what those other people are saying or doing. or Right. Yeah. And I mean, for a myriad of reasons, I would like them to be home. Um, but also because I like my kids and I like spending time with them. But I also know, like, we're doing the right thing sending them. And I feel very confident in our choice. But it's not still difficult. Yeah, it's hard. There's not still difficulty in releasing your kids. And isn't that kind of – isn't that parenting, Right. Like a continual like releasing, point, right? like it's yeah. this continual releasing, like tiny micro releases daily like when until they, to, they fly the coop. Like when they get to be independent and they're like, oh, like I'm releasing her to do that on her own and I'm releasing right. them to do that on their own. Or my yeah. kids with their training knives at the table tonight, mm-hmm. cutting their own meat and You're like releasing just, them with a knife. With right. A knife. And I mean, releasing it's like a nylon a knife, it's safe, but like I'm releasing, <laughs> like that's a little micro release, right? Like that's- one more little march towards adulthood. God's kindness to us to like give us little tiny to releases. To give us 18 like, full years. Okay. Okay. And the bigger, then some more. The big one's coming. The big push is coming. I know. Um, yeah. I love, I thought that was such a beautiful detail, like having mm-hmm. King Triton come up at the end. Yes. And he's the one to send their boat. Yes. Like they're paddling, but then he sends it with his trident magic or whatever. Mm-hmm. It sends them. Like, sends her into the life that she wants. Okay, this is so cheesy, but in my head, like, I was like, oh, he's being the wind in their wings. Like, the wa- <laughs> the, like, wind the wind The wind in their sails. Because, yeah. like, but as parents, we have that opportunity, right? Like, right. we can either, like, push and blow and, like, mm-hmm. we can support Be or we can wind. suck the suck joy the and the life out of a situation. Yes. And totally. You know, your kids are going to fly the coop either way. I'd rather right. root for my kids. Right. Yes. I'd rather root for them and love them. Yes. Than and be like the one that's like, they that they feel or perceive as right. not listening to them or doesn't understand them. Like, I'm like, I don't know if there would be anything more heartbreaking than Joelle coming to me and be like, mommy, you just don't get me. Right. Or um, I don't like, I don't feel like you're being supportive or- you don't support or me. Or yeah. not coming to me because she 
not, not even coming shape. to you at all. Yeah, like yeah. I, it would break my heart if my kids just chose not to come to me because they, because we didn't have open communication and because they thought they knew what I would say. Right. Based off of years of living with me. Yeah. That they would be afraid yeah. of my reaction mm-hmm. and that they would withhold from me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ha- like, we want to be yeah, safe place I for don't our kids. Wanna, I yeah. don't want that. Just like I know God wants me to come with him to him with yes. everything, right? Not like, oh, I know what he's gonna say, so I'm not gonna come to him. Like he knows it anyway, but he, he wants, knows it, but he wants he wants us to come. He wants it all. <clears throat> yeah. Like he wants my fit when I'm mad about something. Right. Or like when he tells me to do something and I'm like, oh, let's talk about that, God. Is that really what you yeah. meant? Like, Instead of like running away and being like, Oh, you told me to do something, but I don't want to do it. So I'm right. Not he can handle it all. Like I'm not gonna talk to him. I want my kids to know I can handle it all. Yeah. And I might not. Agree. And that's okay too. Yeah. But you'll talk about it. I'm you know, talk about like it. um what she says before she sings part of your world, she says, I just don't see things the way he does. I'm mm. like, am I giving, you know, she's she's three right now, so she's still developing her worldview, sure. obviously. <laughs> she's little, but she will. But by three kids already, um, oh, what is the statistic? I'm gonna mess it up. Um by three. Kids have already started forming their ideas about people who are different from them. Meaning, by three, kids have already started identifying, like, if somebody with a different color skin than them is Mm. good or bad. Mm. Wow. Like— Okay, that's important. By three. That's like, crazy. I think it starts at like two, actually. That's crazy. I'll I'll find the statistic and send it to you. That's crazy. Um, but, but yeah, like, like that's a big deal. Yeah. And I think um like just early child psychology also not I think I know early child psychology like kids have kind of decided by 10 like how they think and view the world. Wow. Like That's crazy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um which is kind of why I like teaching middle school cuz it was like kind of the last little window to give to a different really opinion. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, and not like try to change their worldview, but just like challenge them, challenge it, just give a different perspective. Yeah. Let um, them think. Right. Um, but that really, yeah, that really made me think like, am I allowing her or how do, how do I continue to allow her to think differently than me? Mm-hmm. And still, and still like, um, prioritize relationship, you know, like, like, okay, we think different about that. Let's talk about it. You know, mm-hmm. for the little years, at least, mom's mom and dad are obviously, we, we say we're the boss or the, we're the authority trusted with the responsibility to make the best decision for you. But letting letting that be okay, that we think different about it. Like, it's okay that you disagree with me, um, but this is still what we're going to do. Because then when, then when she gets older, hopefully, hopefully we can have conversations and maybe right. not agree on everything. As long, you know, like there are... You know, obviously there are some things that's like truth, like, you know, being Christian, like we're like, okay, this is truth and that's not. Right. Um, or like this- I follow Jesus because I believe that it is the truth. Right. Like. Yeah. Because if I don't believe that it's true, why would I do it? Right. I, why would we waste our time? You know. Yeah. Totally. Like that has to be the very first yeah. thing. Like why, you know, why are we Christians? Because it's the truth. Because it's truth. Um. So like there are obviously like some non-negotiables like that but like letting her have her own opinions and like mm-hmm. making space for that you know like you know she said 
Um, I just don't see things the way he does because he had an opinion about what humans were like mm-hmm. because he had one ex- bad experience, which was valid. Right. That was a bad experience. It was valid. I mean, it was more than a bad experience, but yes. Yes. But you right. know what I mean? Like, like he, that, that, you're right, Triton, that was horrible. Um, but Ariel, like, somehow had the wisdom or the curiosity or the audacity to to know or to think, wait a minute, not all humans are like that. Like, we think differently about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there was also that from Eric's adopted mother. Mm-hmm. Yep, she had the same thing. She had the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, he had this burning desire to, like, see what else was out there. Yes. and. What yes. could they find to move their kingdom forward? And it was different. It was because the sea was tumultuous and kept taking their people, and there were shipwrecks. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to lose him. Right. After losing, she lost her husband at sea, right? I think that's what they I think that, I, I that think that's what they said. They slipped it in fast, yeah. but I'm pretty sure that's, I think that's what, what it was. That's what happened. Yeah. So it's interesting that like both parents were. Yeah. Like, had fear. Yeah. And I were, mean, they said something. Like, she said something to Ariel at the end. She said, um, our worlds have misunderstood each other for far too long. Like, she thanks Ariel yeah. for being this bridge of sorts. And I'm like, whoa, what a moment. Yeah. <laughs> what a moment in time for, like, where we're at, too. Right. You know? Like, our worlds have misunderstood each other for far too long. Because, yeah, throughout, throughout the whole movie, she was like, Eric, come on. Like, just fall in line, bro. Yeah, give you it know? up and just stay here. Just we're fall good. in line. Like, you know? But he, like... And part of me wondered too is because like he was he was adopted, mm-hmm. right? So he kind of like always maybe felt like this imposter syndrome of maybe. Yeah. Of like, do I fit in? Do I belong? Like, is this really where I belong? Like not feeling like he doesn't really fit the role. Sure. Um, and what like knew like there's something different and like there's a different way I wanna go about this. Mm-hmm. There's a different way I wanna go about this. And um I I have felt that at times. Like, why am I so different? Mm-hmm. Why can't I just fall in line? Like, why right. can't I just be what they want me to be? Like, why can't I just do it? And that thing in you, like, this is why this is part of why watching Moana changed my life. <laughs> like, no joke. Um, because she's like, there's something in me that's different. And like instead of like you know like and you, and you know you you saw that a little bit with Eric too like he just had a vision for what he want like how he wanted to do it, but his mom thought it was dangerous or his right. mom thought it was not right or whatever. And by the end of the movie, she comes around and it's one big happy family again. But it was just like every character I feel like had a really interesting mm-hmm. journey, like a really interesting like development. So that just made me think too, like. Is the outcome the important part, or is the process of getting there the important part? Ooh, yeah. Like, right? while, you, while you learn? While you're learning. Mm-hmm. Like, is my way actually the right way? Uh, like, yeah, I obviously have a reason I do it the way that I do it, but it's not the only way. Like, there's multiple ways to tie your shoes. Right. Right? But, like, can you tie your shoe at the end of the day is the important right. question. If they don't, you know, like, not all kids can loop, swoop, and <laughs> you know, pull or whatever. I don't even know like, what it, I don't even know what my parents taught. I think it was like I think I did the bunny. Like the bunny, like the bunny goes into the Oh, it chases whatever. it around the something like that. I don't know, but then you can take both of the loops and do it too. Right. Anyway, all of that to say, like I just feel like there <laughs> are um What's the really gross saying? There's multiple ways to skin a cat. 
Oh, yes. That That's saying. such a gross saying. I hate that saying. I, that, I wonder what the etymology of that is, like how old that is. It's got to be. I feel like there's someone that in my life. feels very that. outdated. Is it, is it, I feel like it's my mom who says it. I don't remember. There's someone in my life who says it, that every time they say it, I'm like, that's so gross. I haven't heard that in a minute, but (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) anyway, all of that to say, like, I think sometimes with parenting, like we are looking for our kids to do things our exact same way. Mm -hmm. And like, sure. When you're teaching your kids to clean up, they're not going to clean up like you do. And that's okay. Or like the way in marriage. Hello. I'm married people. Okay. (laughs) Have we talked about the dishwasher? (laughs) I was just about to bring the dishwasher up. In Sean and I's first year of marriage, Sean is my husband. Um, we, I think some of our ugliest like fights, and it was true like fights, um, were over the stupid dishwasher and the way I, I loaded it. it versus the way he loaded yeah. it. Like he would load it, and I wouldn't even realize that I was going back to reload it the proper way. And you were just he, like, oh, it's wrong. So it's wrong. So it. I'm going to fix it. And he felt so disrespected and like, it didn't matter Why that he matter? tried. And I felt so annoyed that he wouldn't just do it the right way. Oh my gosh. And so we had these knockdown dragouts about what the right way was and why it mattered if it was loaded and they were going to be clean. And right. I just laugh about that now, years later, um, <laughs> you know, 13 years later. Yeah. But I also think about that a lot of times with my kids. Like, am I criticizing the process and the outcome's the, gonna be the same. The anyway. outcome's gonna be the same, or I'm killing the learning opportunity and any joy. Right. Because it's not my way or my the way. highway. Yep. So that's a really good check too. Especially as Joelle's been getting more independent and wanting to do things mm-hmm. on her own. That's like a daily thing, like, oh, that's not how I would have done it. Right. And then like Holy Spirit being like, but is it wrong? Right. Like, just wait, just watch. Is what she's doing wrong? Is mm-hmm. it dangerous or is it like is it wrong? Yeah. And even if, even if it is wrong, like if it's not going to work, like wait a minute, that's a learning opportunity for her. Right? Though. Like don't like re- don't right. like be the helicopter parent that's like rescuing from from her ever like mm-hmm. doing like, oh that's not going to work, babe. Like she's putting her shoes on the wrong feet. I'm like, you know what? She's gonna she'll figure it out. She'll mm-hmm. figure it out. Like she'll she'll feel it, and she does. Instead of me being like having to do it for her all the time, right. like you know, she at a certain point she's she just needs to learn. Well, right. Like the right and that's just like a really small example. But um as she's getting more independent, like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's different than how I would do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. But she'll, you know, like just stepping back and being like, Okay, it's fine. Little Mermaid is a parenting movie. Yes. Yes. That's that's the takeaway. What we're talking that's that's yeah. Yeah. What was the other line? I think I think you and I, like, I think I grabbed your arm at this point. You grabbed my arm or something. Like, you had a moment where she says to her dad at the very end, he comes up to say goodbye, which again. Before he shoves the boat. Before he shoves the boat. Like, he comes up. like, Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, he's prioritizing relationship, even though he does not want it that way. He's scared of humans. Mm -hmm. He comes up because he's prioritizing relationship, which I'm like, yes, let's prioritize relationship. But she says, thank you for hearing me. And he says, do you remember what like, he said? Um, oh. You shouldn't have to give up your voice to be heard. Yes. <gasps> yeah. Oh, and hello. Okay. We didn't even talk about the fact that she stole her voice back. She took it back with force. <laughs> yes. I think I fist pumped at that point. I mean, um, but yeah, but like how she said, thank you for hearing me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that was just the, like. I feel like you're a really good parent at hearing your kids. 
of listening to mm, them. Thank you. Like, you've taught me a lot about hearing your kids. Like, it's okay to hear what they're saying yeah. before you just, like, lay down the law. Right. And, like, you must obey. Like, what is she saying? Like, I've, I've stopped. Like, what is she actually saying? What does she need or what does she think she wants? And then, like, and then responding from there instead of just being like, no, like, it has to be, like, right. instead of King Tritoning it, Tritoning right. it, like, how to, like, actually hear. And I just thought, I was like, wow. Yeah. So it's a parenting movie. Um, okay. You shouldn't have to give up your voice to be heard. You shouldn't have to give up your voice to be heard. Like, mm. she thought that was her only option to be heard, which I'm like, you know what? But it was her only option. Right. Like, to do the thing that she felt she, she needed to, to do, do or she was supposed to do, right? Yeah. Like, her options were, like, die inside to live this other life. Sebastian, that's, or be miserable for the rest of your life. Whatever. <laughs> but, like, really, her yeah. options were, like... Yeah, she didn't have any. To just, like... Be miserable and always wonder what if, or to try this thing out, but like totally outside of the lines. Like she had to totally color outside of the lines. It's like be yourself or conform. Right. Hmm. And there's no middle ground. And there's no middle ground and there's no grace. Yeah. And so she did what she felt like she had to do to be seen and heard. Mm -hmm. Well, not heard, but (laughs) you know. Yeah. So she goes and. I mean. Essentially, he, he, he part heard, of herself. He heard her, even though he didn't hear her say it. He heard her right like, through her actions. You know, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Okay. And what? So, also, we were ahead. just talking about him pushing the boat. You know, to go to <gasps> the big go. boat so they could go and sail and discover together. To um, uncharted waters, which is a beautiful, such a beautiful metaphor. Yeah. But also, I just really love the scene, like when they're looking back and seeing the two kingdoms essentially yes! united and like intermingled yes and intermingled I and just, supporting them and just like yes i like, just thought that was a beautiful the picture gap, the gap like closed and bridged oh my gosh yeah so i know like the and then the nostalgic music and came not up just them far out in the water like they were actually like close yeah like shore. the people and the mer people like some of the mermaids were on shore yes like sitting on the beach yes and like so they're very like interacting right now like i've chills just thinking about it like because then the nostalgic music came and it was just this really emotional moment beautiful and um yeah just beautiful thank you so much for tuning in to part one of my conversation with becca about the live action little mermaid i promise you will want to stick around and listen to part two because there truly is just so much to unpack so for now I hope this part one conversation inspired you and touched your heart like it did ours. I hope it sparked a fire in you to check out this incredible movie. So go watch it now, today, with your family and see what Jesus speaks to you about it. Then come right back here and check out part two. See you soon.